It's time for Rhema for Today. I said, aren't you a believer? Oh, yeah, she said, I'm a believer. Well, I said, whoever heard tell of a believer that doesn't believe? I said, having faith is believing. Whoever heard tell of a believer that didn't believe? How could you be a believer without believing? You just got, got through telling, I want you to pray for me that I'll believe I'm not a believer. I didn't know that she actually did, but I said, now you suppose that you had a grandson, because she'd already told me she's 72. You got a grandson away in college, couldn't find out she did have one. And once in a while, you'd write him a letter, once a week, once a month. Every letter you'd write, you'd always put a P.S. on it. This grandson away in college. Be sure and don't forget to breathe. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Confession. Next, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Who's going to have faith for my healing, me or you? Well, I said both of us. I'm going to have enough faith to lay hands on you and minister healing to you, and you have enough faith to receive it. Well, if I'm supposed to believe anything, just forget it. Wouldn't come back and hear me anymore. Now, two years later, I was back in that same church. In fact, after this incident, I asked the associate pastor, who is that young lady? Because she's the only one there on, on crutches and paralyzed, swung her body along, you know, between the crutches. She's a member of the church. She was injured in an automobile accident 10 years before. She's 28 years old, he said. When she was 18, she was injured in an automobile accident, broke her back in two places and broke her neck. The doctor said she'd be paralyzed from her neck down. But after two years in the hospital and with therapy and all, she was able to... You know, and they said, man, this is just more than we ever expected, that she was able to swing herself along between those crutches. A little, she couldn't walk, go very far. And uh, she'd gotten saved and then, gotten baptized, Holy Ghost. And she had come to live with her grandmother, because her grandmother was alone, she could see after. So. so two years afterwards, then I was back in that same church with another meeting. Now, before, the first time I was there, we didn't have day service, only night service. This time we had day service. I taught like I am here in the daytime, preached at night, prayed for the sick, ministered to the sick by laying on the hand. So I noticed her there. I remember she got mad at me before it wouldn't come back to hear me. But I noticed her there every day. Now she didn't have full use of her hands, but she had her Bible and her notebook and was taking notes in the daytime. And for five, for ten mornings, see Monday through Friday the first week, Monday through Friday of the second week, she sat there and listened very intently, took notes. Friday night of the second week, she was in the healing line. Well, she had, I always, just like I do here, I had the folks to line up to my left, you see, or to their right of the auditorium, and they'd come down that way and walk across the front here, you see. Well, this particular night, she positioned herself right on the front pew. And, you know, you knew, she knew I was about to form the healing line. So one of the because she can't get it, one of the just put his hands under her armpits, lifted to her feet, put her on the crutches. And, and then he helped her because she couldn't go over 10 feet on those crutches by herself without falling. So the, the usher, you see, uh, had his arms around her, just helping her along with the crutches until she got within 5 or 10 feet of me. And then she swung there for, you know, and I moved over toward her because she's the first one. I said, well... Smiled. Remember that incident two years before? I see that you've come. What I meant was, I see you've come for your healing, you see. I said, just like this, well, I see that you've come. Smiled, you know. And she looked up and said, yes, and I'll be healed too. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
She said, just put your hand on me. But I reached my hand out and laid it on her forehead. And God's my witness. And as many people are more than is here this morning. She lifted both hands. One crutch fell that way. One crutch fell that way. And she walked off just as good as you could walk around. Now, there wasn't any special manifestation of the Spirit of God. We have seen those, you see, as, as the Spirit wills. But it's a matter of her believing and confessing just what I'm talking about. Are you following me? Yes, see, with the heart man believeth, with the mouth confession's made unto. See, we all know that in Romans 10, 10. Down there, it's talking about salvation. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession's made unto salvation. But now some said that just applied to salvation, doesn't apply to anything else. But wait a minute, this is a spiritual law. Everything you get from heaven comes the same way. Everything you get from heaven, from God, comes the same way. It's always with the heart that man believeth. It's with the mouth that confession is made unto. Can you see that in her case? Can you see the difference? Two years before, she is believing the wrong thing, thinking the wrong thing, confessing the wrong thing. Got mad at me and wouldn't come. Now then, after hearing the word of God talked, she's believing the right thing. She's thinking the right thing. She's confessing the right thing. Yes, I'll be healed too. Just put your hand on me. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, somebody else said, well, I believe I'll go up there and try that. Went away without anything, see. Are you listening to me? Remember, I was preaching in another state. See, that happened down in the state of Oklahoma. I was preaching in another state, one of our western states here. To be more explicit, the state of New Mexico. And... Uh, and so a lady stopped me after one of the morning services as I started out, day teaching service. Now, I saw this lady there every service, very aristocrat-looking lady, very well-dressed. Congregation was nice, well-dressed congregation, but, but she just stood out, very fashionable, just, just, just stood out above the crowd. Well, she's there day and night, you see, and this is over into the third week of the meeting. And it's my, my meeting. I mean, I hadn't felt to help him. We, we, we just use, like we do here at the church, all the time, put on our own meeting. And I just suppose she's a member probably of that church, you see, because she's there every time, you know. Now, I learned later that actually that her husband is, is, is a state senator of New Mexico and also president of the, one of the largest banks in their city. And that she's a very wealthy woman in her own right. In fact, she carried on the banking business. I mean, she, she ran the thing. You know, because he's busy something else. Pastor told me, some of us told me later on, said she's a financial wizard or genius. Absolutely. Well, she stopped me. Now you can tell by looking at her that she must be a woman, you know, and older. And I didn't say old woman. But, you know, 72 is just older than 25. <laughs> However, she really didn't look 72, but she told me she was. She stopped me and said, Brother Hagin, I want to speak to you. And I stopped. Now, she said, I want you to pray for me. Well, I said, what for? And uh, she said, well, now I have uh, high blood pressure and heart trouble. And the doctor's just, you know, he's just really concerned about me. He just don't think I'm going to make it. And I wanted you to pray for me that I'll have faith to be healed. Well, now listen to me real carefully. See, you think I've digressed from the subject. I'm talking about whole fashion confession. She just got through making the wrong confession, didn't she? 
She just got through saying, I don't have faith to be healed. Because I don't have faith to be healed, then I'm not healed. And I can't be healed until I get something else. So you pray for me that I don't have faith. Well, I still think she's a member of that church. Of course, she is a Christian, all right. And I, I suppose that she's saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you know. Full gospel church where we were holding the meetings. That is, we were using their building, at least. And uh, so to, to get over to her the fact that she is a believer and does have faith, I said to her, sister, aren't you a Christian? Oh, yes. I said, aren't you a believer? Oh, yes. She said, I'm a believer. Well, I said, whoever heard tell of a believer that doesn't believe? I said, having faith is believing. Whoever heard tell of a believer that didn't believe? How could you be a believer without believing? You just got, got through telling, I want you to pray for me that I'll believe I'm not a believer. Now, I didn't know that she actually did, but I said, now you suppose that you had a grandson, because she'd already told me she said it too. You got a grandson away in college, come to find out she did have one. And once in a while, you'd write him a letter, and once a week, once a month, Every letter you'd write, you'd always put a P.S. on it. This grandson, the way in God. Be sure and don't forget to breathe. <laughs> be sure, P.S., be sure and keep on breathing. Would you do that? No. Well, I said, why? Well, I said, if he's not breathing, he's dead anyhow. I mean, I mean it's too late to help him. Well, I said, why then would we have to encourage you to believe when you are a believer? That's who you are. No, I said, I'm not going to pray for you to have faith. I said, the Bible said, by grace you, you saved through faith. You already have faith. Now use the faith you have. Walked off and left her. Now see, she hadn't got in the prayer line before. Now then, here she is. I think it was that same night that she was in the line. Well, when I got to her, because I would talk to each one individually and, and, and deal with them, and I said, well... I see that you've come. I meant, I see you've come for your healing. I see that you've come. She said, yes, and I'll be healed too. Just, just lay your hands on me. Now, you not that a vast difference in what she said that very morning? Pray for me that I'll have faith. Now she knows she has faith. Because that's who she is. She is a believer. She is a faith person. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's radio offer. First in this month's offer is Kenneth W. Hagan's two-CD set entitled Winning the War of Words. Next is Kenneth E. Hagan's four-CD set Knowing God as Your Father. The last item is Lynette Hagen's slimline book, God's Peace, all for the price of $40. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. 
Guess what is happening in July? Camp meeting, 50 it's, years. We're celebrating 50 years of having camp meeting, July 24th through the 29th, right here on the Rama USA campus. The yes. registration is free. Go to rama.org yes. and you can find out how to register right there, you know. In fact, you know, you can go to rhema.org and find out everything about yes. us. Now yes. we can go to the, at the camp meeting, we're going to have the children's ministry. Yes. And we're going to have youth ministry, youth ministry, yes. the summer blitz, they call it mm -hmm. from the sixth to the 12th grade. Yes. And uh, so, hey, it's a time for the whole family because that's what camp meeting was all about. Yes. I. I grew up going to camp meetings with my dad. As a kid, we would go to the camp meetings. And back then, they were under a tent with sawdust. That's and it right. was hot as everything. Yes. Because there was no air conditioning. And yes. under that tent, it was it was pretty warm down in Texas, I can tell you that. That's because, telling our age, honey. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Actually, 50 years ago, when dad started camp meeting, he said, we're going to have a indoor camp meeting with air conditioning. with air conditioning <laughs> i remember him saying that yes and so we're still there it is going to be a great time you're gonna want to be here yes. uh, i mean we're planning so many extra things that uh in fact uh we're working. We we're, we believe that we're uh, we're going to be able to have enough of the Rama singers and band to come back and yes. do some singing. Yes. Uh, David Ingalls that used to that sang at camp meeting, travel with Dad, is mm -hmm. going to be there. It is just going to be fantastic. So you need to come and be at the camp meeting. Uh, <laughs> Our guest speakers, of course. We're going to have a lot of them. We are yes. going to have a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue this teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.